everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTBFL. It's Thursday. It's September 2nd. It's 2021, and we have five baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. What's happening, my friend? I'm just I'm happy the baseball season's almost it's almost over. I'm winding down my MLB DFS play with the NFL coming back and we got Champions League soccer Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So uh, I'm focusing more of my bankroll towards towards those sports. Uh, but uh, baseball is always here. September, it's uh, you know, we get some call ups, not as much as we would in the past because they don't have 40 man rosters now. So it's not going to be as hectic as it normally would be. Yeah, I mean, football is right around the corner. Like you said, the old school football is happening. Um, and I know you like to dabble into that. I mean, I got NASCAR going, so it's like NASCAR, baseball, and then football. Um, and I started I started really like getting into best balls here recently again, too. So um, something to kind of do. But, I mean, I'm just kind of chasing. I'm not going to lie to you, Jordan. I'm kind of chasing the overlay on drafters uh, because it looks like it's going to be the, the those tournaments look like they're going to overlay a lot. So yeah, there's been... no, there's no reason not to. I mean, even yeah. on DraftKings, I think maybe some of their contests may, may overlay. So I'm not saying that I'm going to get into the best ball streets, but if you're getting in for that reason, at least, at least that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I like the stack a lot. So I just, I just like, all right, who did not, who haven't I stacked yet? And like, I mean, like I just best balls to me, you got to get lucky. I'm not going to sit here and say strategy and like, it's not skill and stuff, but you got to get lucky too. Like at the end of the day, I mean, most of the teams that used to do well in best ball are, are teams that one don't have a ton of injuries and two nail those guys out of nowhere. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway, five baseball games, a lot to, lot to talk about because I mean, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Pitching on the slate stinks. Um, so it'd be fun to, see where your head's at, but I mean, my favorite pitcher might be in course. So, I mean, <laughs> that's how this slate's going to go. Uh, we get started here with Miami at New York facing the Mets seven and a half total Mets, a one eighty favorite Zach Thompson, Carlos Carrasco, any interest here in Zach Thompson? I'm not sure. I could pay 7,500. I mean, anytime that they list him as the starting pitcher, half the time he doesn't even pitch. Right. Sometimes they, they open with someone else like like pitching on this slate in, in general. My view from an overall perspective is that, I mean, we'll get we'll get to the, the, the guys that are in uh, in Tampa. Like there's no like I don't see anyone putting up a ceiling. Like I just I just see that 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 even though some of these pitchers are like overpriced or bad, uh, it's it's hard for me to see a pitcher getting them like like putting up 40 points, putting up even 30 points. So I'm not as concerned about my pitching selection as I am with the, the stacks that I play. So I'm more likely to pay down at pitching. So Zach Thompson at 7,500, you tell me he's pitching 80 pitches like against the Mets that, that ain't, that ain't horrible. I mean, they're all, I, I just look at this slate and I'm like, Basically, these pitchers are all really close to the same talent level. What type of ownership are we looking? And it's really tough to talk about that the night before. But I mean, there's plenty of bats that I like in the slate. And when I look at these hitters, I'm just gonna or pitchers, it's just gonna be like, I mean, 
what kind of ownership are these guys getting? And that that's where I'm going to be looking more than like who's facing what. But I mean, Zach Thompson's in play. He's not a terrible play. You're probably maxing out at like 75 pitches, maybe 85 pitches as like an absolute max. Um, and then on the other side of this game, you got Carlos Carrasco, who's coming off of a really good game against the Giants, getting the Miami Marlins here. I mean, he looked terrible at ter- times this season, but I mean, I think he's another guy you could potentially take a shot on here because the Marlins stink. I think Carlos Carrasco is going to be one of the higher on pitchers on the slate, probably as, yeah. as an SP2. I don't think an SP1. I don't think you're necessarily playing anyone cheaper than him. Maybe at the same price, we'll get to him. Uh, so to me, uh, I'm not a big fan of playing Carlo, Carlos Carrasco on a five-game slate if he's going to be 35 to 40% owned. But the Marlins are the, are, I mean, are essentially the best matchup on the slate. So, and they're playing it. They're playing in City Field. They're playing in New York. Uh, so, I mean, everything's going positive for him. But I mean, Carrasco is someone that, yeah, he could go out and he could throw six to eight strikeouts, or he could go out and give up six to eight runs uh, against any team. So uh, for me, for me, Carrasco is more of an ownership play. I think he's going to be popular. Uh, I may be interested in some Marlins bats. Listen, I like it. Um, like I said, Carlos Carrasco at times this season, he's been not so good. Uh, let's talk Marlins bats. I mean, you're looking at them more of just a way to get contrarian, right? Like chalk pitcher, low owned stack. They're cheap. Um, so you could, you could build a Marlins stack and then play whoever you want with them because you're already getting the contrarian of them and they're cheap enough. You could play anybody with them. Um, did I nail it? Is that why you like the Marlins here? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't think they're it, the chances of them being the highest scoring team on the slate is, is low, but for their prices, Jesus Sanchez, 2,500 Aguirre, 3,200 Anderson, 3,000 Alfaro fills a catcher spot. Jazz Chisholm, 4,200. So expensive for the Marlins, but he fills a middle infield spot that's going to be fairly weak on this slate. Uh, Five-man stack, I'm not sure about, but uh, three-man to save some salary and then pay up for bats, uh, maybe in cores. Uh, I, I I could see using the Marlins to get different than otherwise chalky lineup. All right. Um, Mets, any interest in the Mets here? I think they're going to be low-owned at their prices. I think... Lindor, Alonzo, Baez. I mean, the guys in like the 4K range, VR, he leads off. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of, you know, playing. I'm not a big fan of playing the Mets. I'm not a big fan of playing the Mets at home, uh, especially in a slate with cores. Uh, But for for ownership purposes, I think the bats in this game may be maybe the the lowest owned on on the entire slate. Uh, maybe Maybe the second lowest owned on the entire slate and they're, they're affordable enough that a five man stack. I don't know, but I mean, like I, it's a five game slate. If this is a 12 game slate, we wouldn't be talking about, it would be just passing on this game to begin with, but uh, these aren't bad hitters. Lindor, Alonzo, Baez, VR, Nimmo, Conforto, McNeil. I mean, we're not talking about like horrible players. It's just that for their prices, you'd rather go, you'd rather go into to other games. You could build other lineups. So, like, I'm not excited to play the Mets, but I can't see them being more than 10% owned. Yeah, I mean, 
probably have a little bit more interest in the Marlins than the Mets because of the price, but I completely understand um, what you're saying here. Uh, let's move on. We got Boston at Tampa, eight total in this game. The Rays, a 170 favorites. Uh, Rodriguez against McCallahan. Any interest here in Eduardo Rodriguez? I think Erod is a much better pitcher than people think he is. The Rays strike out a whole bunch. Maybe not necessarily against lefties. Uh, I still think he's going to get ownership, though. I mean, I think the pitchers in this game, both of them get ownership. Uh, I don't mind playing Erod. I mean, I think I'd rather play Erod than Carlos Carrasco if they were both the same ownership for a thousand more. Uh, but I mean, for, from a real life pitching perspective, I think I think Eduardo Rodriguez may be the most talented pitcher on the slate. It's just that he tends to get into trouble. I mean, that Erod may look good for an inning or two. And then by like the fourth inning, you're like, what, why is he at 93 pitches already? I mean, to, to me that, that, that caps his ceiling, but I really don't think anyone on the slate has a high ceiling at pitcher. So can I get 15 points out of Erod? I think so. Yeah. I mean, again, like, like I said, you just you look at the slate and you're like, I mean, all these guys are the same pretty much. So I just want to look and see ownership. Um, but I do think Eduardo's okay. I mean, you saw it with Chris Sale. This isn't the same like really heavy, high strikeout team um that we're used to seeing for Tampa. So I mean, for that reason, I I mean, if it wasn't a five game slate, I wouldn't have any interest in Eduardo Rodriguez, but I mean it is what it is. The other side of this game, you got McCallahan. Um, he's a lefty, and the Red Sox are dealing with some COVID issues. Xander Bogarts is out. Kiki Hernandez is out. It's not a full-strength Red Sox lineup. Um, what are you doing here with McCallahan? Uh, well, the, the problem with McClanahan, I, he has the highest K upside on the slate, but not like 8K upside. I mean, like his, his, his strikeout prop may be 6.5 or something. Uh, the problem is, is that people, I mean, he's 10-1 and he probably shouldn't be 10-1. He's only 10-1 because he's the best pitcher on the slate. And I think his ownership is going to go there. I think people are going to play him and go, give me 20 points. The The Red Sox only have a 3.5 implied run total. Uh, I mean, if price wasn't an option and ownership wasn't an option, I'd play McClanahan in pretty much every lineup. And I don't care if he only pitches 85 pitches because – to me, for a 10.1K pitcher, it's 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 very suspect when you see his past starts that he does well and they, he comes out after five innings. So, like, why am I paying 10K? He has to be very efficient because I, I think the Rays are kind of babying him. I don't see him going out and throwing 110 pitches, and that's kind of what I want for that price tag. Yeah, I mean, the price is not ideal. I, I could potentially see his ownership being low. I think, I think, like you, you really said, think Carrasco, it's going to be low? I could, I think it'll be 40% though against Tan or against Boston. I think, yeah, look, at, look at the pitchers the, on this slate. Are yeah, you but I think, me? I think McKenzie and Carrasco are the two chalk pitchers on this. Oh, no, I don't think, I think Chet McClanahan will be twice as owned as McKenzie. Oh, I, I feel a little jelly bean wager coming here. Um, I, I would be shocked if McKenzie comes in lower than McCallahan. Okay. Well, I'll, I, I take that bet. All right. Well, yeah. Jelly beans. I mean, I used to take jelly beans from CJ all the time. So 
Um, well, that's not that hard to take jelly beans from seeds. It sure is. It's hot takes it all the time. <laughs> well, when you have a thousand of them, some of them are going to hit. Oh, get off my boy, CJ. All right. Um, Red Sox bats. I mean, I mean, this lineup's still solid. You got JD Martinez. You got Renfro. Renfro's 4,200. Dahlbeck has power. He's 3,100. I don't know if I'd five-man stack the Red Sox here, especially this game being in Tampa, but I could see as a secondary stack. I could see one-offs. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Red Sox? Well, if you wanted to play Kyle Schwarber and Raphael Devers at extremely low ownership on a five-game slate, that this is the time to do it. I'm not saying I will, but at 5,100 and 5,800 lefty-lefty against the probably the highest upside pitcher on the slate and the Red Sox with only a 3.5 run total, I mean, they're going to be like 2%, 2 3% owned. On a, on a five-game slate, uh, I'm just giving you the case on whether or not to do it. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm willing to pull the trigger on that, but uh, the Red Sox act should be low-owned because, I, of course, I believe that McClanahan's going to get more ownership than McKenzie. And uh, you could make the stack happen with Vasquez or Dahlbeck or like they, they play like uh, Arayus in the middle infield. You get a cheap – as long as you get like three cheap pieces – you could fit in a JD. You could fit in, a, you know, Schwarber. Use one of the lefties in the line. Use Verdugo even, because I, I think the Red Sox are going to be loaned as it is, and the lefties are are people aren't going to use them. Uh, Tampa bats. I mean, Nelson Cruz against lefty always in play. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tampa? Tampa's just kind of priced. Like it's hard to stack them because really, like. Margot is fine, 2,600. Okay, if he's batting in the middle of the order. But everything else to stack him up, you have 4,500, 5,400, 5,100. Zanino's 4,400. So unless you're playing like two cheap pitchers or something, like it's hard for, it's hard for me to, to choose like the same price stack for the Rays as I would for like the Braves. Uh, but that also means that less people are going to do that also. So I think the Rays go, go under-owned, but you're going to be giving up a significant amount of projection in order to get it. All right, moving on to Wrigley. No total in this game night before. We got Keller going up against Thompson. I'm going to pull up the weather really quick. Um, any interest here in Mitch Keller? He should be a better pitcher than he is, but he isn't. <laughs> but he's facing the Cubs. This is the this is the this is the vomit game. This is the game where the pitchers could do well or get killed. Because the batters are either horrible or the pitchers are horrible. It's going to be one of the two. Maybe the game only ends it's two to one and no one gets there. But <laughs> I have to have interest in the, the, the 6,200 for Mitch Keller. He does have strikeout upside. He could also walk seven guys. But it is the Cubs. They virtually have a, a minor league lineup now. Uh, but the Pirates also have a, pretty much a minor league lineup also. Uh, I don't mind as a cheap pitcher. Like I said, I don't think, I don't think there's going to be any pitcher on the slate that puts up like that has a good chance of putting up 25 points. So can I get 12 out of Mitch Keller? Uh, maybe I can against the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the winds blowing in like it's projected, but blowing in eight to 10 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> It's Mitch Keller, but I mean, this offense is so bad that it's just like, I mean, we're gonna say we're gonna say the same thing. I mean, Keegan Thompson's probably not gonna throw enough pitches, but 
I mean, it's the same argument on the other side. Um, the Pittsburgh offense stinks too, but yeah, I have slight interest in Keller. Um, what about Thompson? I mean, it's probably just a pitch count thing, right? Yeah, if it, if it wasn't for the fact that I don't, I don't think he throws more than seventy, if that, that it just like, why not play Keller? Who, if he did uh, amazingly pitch well for once, he could pitch ninety to one hundred pitches. So like, fifty six hundred. Do I have to? I, I mean, at that point, why don't I just play Chichi Gonzalez in cores? He's going to be the lowest owned pitcher. Uh, but at least Chichi, if he has a good game, which a good game to him is not giving up more than three runs and having only one strikeout, but he could pitch a hundred pitches. So yeah, for me, it's not the matchup against the pirates. It's just more the fact of like Keegan Thompson ain't a strikeout pitcher. And like, I need, I need these pitchers to go five in. I need to get them to be eligible for the win. And I'm not even sure if Keegan Thompson could do that. All right. Um, Pittsburgh bats. I mean, you like your vomit stacks. This team's cheap. I don't think there's a guy in the in the lineup over 4K. Could you see yourself using Pittsburgh as a vomit stack here? I mean, you could. The, the, only, the only thing that I don't like about both teams that are cheap, I, the, the Cubs aren't as cheap, not nearly as cheap, is that I could play the Pirates for the same price I could play the Marlins. I think the team totals are going to be close enough the only difference is that Carrasco is going to be owned and Thompson isn't. So like how much relative value difference am I going to get? So like, I'd rather, I'd rather, if I had a choice between the pirates or the Marlins, I'd rather take the Marlins because at least when the Marlins do well, all those Carrasco lineups are dead. But when the pirates do well, how much Kinky Thompson is out there. So if I project the pirates and the Marlins for similar medians and similar prices, like I'd much rather take I'd much rather take the Marlins. I'm not saying that that you can't play some Pirates, Ben Gamble, Brian Reynolds, Colin Moran, take some of the lefties, Yoshi. I mean, this is a horrible lineup, but I mean, it's a five game slate. I mean, you can't cross any team off the list. But like I said, like if, if you're if you're choosing, I'd much I'd much rather play the Royals against supposedly Mega Chalk McKenzie. Just that I don't think the pitchers in this game are going to be high enough owned. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe using like a three-man stack from Pittsburgh here, but <laughs> it's so, I, I mean, I guess like Reynolds and Moran, but getting that third piece, maybe I go like Stallings or whoever catches and just take up a catcher spot. Um, the Cubs, Chicago Cubs, they're still a Major League Baseball team. Um, do you have any interest here in the Chicago Cubs? Who's going to play Rafael Ortega for 4100? I mean, not I. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not making a camera on crazy people, I guess. I mean, just Patrick Wisdom, 4,700. I mean, he's the, the closest thing to the to a major league hitter. What app? Maybe Hayward is a shell of himself. I mean, yes, it's a cheap stack also, but I'll make the same case that I did with uh, with the, with the Marlins. Is that in, I, I see the Cubs projecting similarly to the Marlins, that the Cubs are actually more expensive than the Marlins. And not, not as many people are going to be playing Keller as they're going to play playing Carrasco. Being the fact that I'd rather play Keller at a $6,200 price tag in, in, a, in a different type of lineup, like that just means I'm less likely to have any Cubs exposure. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to play the Cubs here, but if you were going to play the Cubs, I think it'd be Wisdom. And the Wisdom. 
mean, so bad. Frank Swindell, he, he apparently could hit. Uh, <laughs> I just can't even. All right, moving on. Indians, Royals, eight and a half total. Indians are 120 favorite. McKenzie, minor. Um, again, I think McKenzie is going to be one of the highest pitchers on the, owned on the slate. Blender does not agree with me. Um, but this guy is, he's coming off of two really strong games facing a weak offense. He's thrown at least six innings in four straight games, five of his last six. Um, I have a hard time not seeing him, seeing him be chalk here. I just think people will spend the 800 and get McClanahan. And I don't see many McClanahan McKenzie lines. I think you're going to see more McClanahan Carrasco lines. I mean, cause you could do that and still stack the Braves. I mean, when we get to cores, you'll see that the Braves, some of their hitters are are underpriced and you could still do it. So I just, is McKenzie going to be owned? Yeah, of course he is, but I, I don't see him being 40% owned. So to me at 40, if he's going to be 40%, 50% owned, like I, I may not have him in a single lineup. I'd rather play McClanahan at that point. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher, but like no one, no pitcher on the slate should be high owned. I mean, that that's kind of the point I'm making. The pitching on the slate sucks. So the fact that anyone is more owned than anyone else, that's an inefficiency in and of itself. So if McKenzie happens, oh, maybe I'm right, and McKenzie's only 12% owned, then I'll play a bunch of McKenzie. But if he's 42% owned, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if he if he does project to be lower owned, I have a ton of interest. I, again, think he's going to be pretty popular here. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. I mean, the Kansas City lineup is bad. I mean, the other, like, McCallahan's facing, facing the Red Sox. Like, who do you want to play against? I just think more people are going to lean towards McKenzie, but I've been wrong before, and I'd have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Um, Mike Miner on the other side of this game. It actually feels like Mike Miner might actually pitch today. I've talked about him the last two days. They've <laughs> changed it morning of, um, but it actually feels like Mike Miner might pitch and i mean it's a five game slate mike minor can go out throw six innings put up 15 fantasy points and at 7200 on a five game slate it's not going to kill you no i agree with that and this indians lineup out i mean outside of like ramirez basically outside of like two three four like it's not a very good lineup and i mean yeah they're cheap to stack so when we talk about bats on the other side so like i'd rather play minor than mitch keller but i mean mitch keller's facing the cubs I mean, the Indians are still better than the Cubs, but at 70, 7,200 or whatever, like I'm, I have nothing against Mike Miner. I mean, at times he's actually really good. And at times he's really bad. So like his ERA is over five, but I mean, his range of outcomes tends to be much wider. So he could go out, he could strike out eight this game. Yeah, he could also give up eight runs. I mean, but I'm saying that about every pitcher because I mean, Carrasco could do the same thing. I mean, so so to me, like I said before, the pitching really comes down to I don't mind playing any pitchers on the slate that could pitch at least five innings, and I'll play the ones that are lower owned. And if McKen if uh if uh minor happens to be that like sub 15% owned guy, then I'm more likely to play him. Bats of this game. I mean, on the Cleveland side, Reyes Ramirez always very much in play. What else are we looking at here uh with Cleveland? Well, the thing about Cleveland is that even though they have uh, Ramirez and Reyes uh, over 5K, you could still make the stack happen because you got Harold Ramirez, Mercado, or Zimmer. Zimmer probably won't start because uh, Miner's a lefty. 
They got Owen Miller, Austin Hedges, Yu Chang, like Miles Straw still third 3K. Like you can make the five-man stack happen, no problem, because when you have nearly minimum price guys in the lineup, I mean, yeah, take Ramirez, take Reyes, and take three of the 2K guys, and there you go. But like, like I said before, I don't know how Owen Miner is going to be. If you're correct, if, if I have to give you a jelly bean, that means I'm going to be having Royal stacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't play the Royals. I, can't. Uh, I mean, I could play anybody against a chalk pitcher on a five game slate. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, those are the, those are the days that like you win your most money in DFS on these like smaller slates where there's chalk pitcher and nobody wants to stack against him. And you just, you make, you make 10, 15 stacks against that guy and one of them hits and it's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But you Moving just on. also have to live for the 30 other slates that you lose all your money. No. Yeah. You lose your money way more than you make your money, but all it takes is one tournament. Like it could take one time doing that out of 30 and you pay for this season plus the next season. So, I mean, you know, you just got to look at it that way, too. But uh, well, that's exactly how I do look at it. People I know. Think I'm not, but people think I'm nuts, Stevie. They think I'm nuts. <laughs> I've been preaching this for <laughs> how many years? <laughs> I've been talking contrarian tournament play for years and hedge stacks and stuff, and people are like, huh? <laughs> don't want to do it. They, they're scared. Uh, I mean, you can't, if you're scared to lose your money, don't play DFS. Don't bet. I mean, it's as simple as that. So you can't come I mean, look at the price. Carlos Santana, 2,700. Mondesi had a good game, 4,500. Michael Taylor's 2,200. I mean, yeah, it's not the greatest of lineups. Yeah, you have to pay up for Sal Perez. Yeah, you have to, Nicky Lopez is batting second now. Maybe he could get three hits and a stolen base or something. He ain't hitting the ball out of the park. Merrifield's 4,800. No one's going to play him. So like Ben Attendee, 3,200. I mean, you could, you could, you could easily make this happen. And if McKenzie is going to be as owned as you think he is going to be, uh, I'm much more likely to play the Royals. Now, if McKenzie's only going to be 20%, then, then I'd much rather play the Mar. Like really McKenzie versus Carrasco determines like, would you rather Stevie, would you rather play the Royals or the Marlins? Probably the Royals. Okay. So they can't be that bad. You just look at the lineup, and the lineup is a little bit better, right? Um, you know, Perez, he probably I, – I would I would guess he has the most home runs by any hitter on this slate. He's at, like, 38 or something. So, I mean, you got Perez. He has power. Mondesi has speed. So, like, you get the stolen base upside from Mondesi. Whit Merrifield is someone that has power. Um, so, I mean, those three people right there are better than anything else you're going to get on the Marlins. So, I probably would look to play Kansas City more. Or you play both. Play Kansas City plus Marlins. You play both <laughs> pitchers mean... from the Tampa game, and then you hope uh, you, there you go. All right. Um, we're we're getting off our rocker here. We're moving on to the last game. Um, the Braves and the Rockies, 11 total. Braves are 140 favorites. We got Chichi Gonzalez against Tuki Toussaint. Uh, any interest here in Tuki Toussaint? I don't care that it's cores. It's the Rockies. It's this Rockies lineup. Tuki Tucson has upside. I don't think he's as good of a pitcher as people think he is. His underlying metrics are not as good. They're not bad, but they're not as good as, you know, he has some really, really solid outings that kind of inflates his statistics. But at 8K on this slate with the pitching, like, I don't care. It's cool. I don't care. It's five games. I don't care if it's in cores. I think it'll, I think his ownership 
will be lower because of it. I don't think it'll go unowned. I think people will. I think I think Tucson will still be 15 to 20% owned. But if this was in Atlanta, Tucson may be the, the chalkiest pitcher on the entire slate. So if you just give take away the ballpark factor, like you should probably be playing him. And, you know, the, the Rockies are kind of priced up that I really don't want to play them as bats, that I don't mind taking a shot in Tucson. He's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate um, from an overall perspective. But I will say this. This is my biggest concern with Tuki Toussaint. My biggest concern is he has a sinking fastball. That's what he throws. And he's very efficient with it. And the altitude is not good for sinkers. That's all I'm going to say. That's my biggest concern with Tuki Toussaint. He's a good ground ball pitcher. I mean, he has a good curveball. He has good stuff. Um I disagree with you. I think he is talented. I think he's still like a year away. Um, but I mean, I do think this is going to be someone we're talking about for the next five to 10 years. Um, I think he's that, that talented. Maybe he's Kyle Gibson talented. And we talk about him the other way. Um, <laughs> all joking aside, I like to design. I like the price and I don't care that it's in cores. Um, the bottom of the Rockies lineup is atrocious. Um, Chichi Gonzalez on the other side. I mean, if you want to get super different, you could play Chichi Gonzalez because Atlanta is going to be the team that everybody tries to play today. Um, but I don't have any interest in Chichi Gonzalez. Right. The only reason you have interest in Chichi is that he could at least pitch 100 pitches. That's a that's there you go. There's the positive. He could at <laughs> least pitch 100 pitches. Now he may give up 12 runs in those 100 pitches, but at least he could do it. So I mean, that puts him above Keegan Thompson, right? But it doesn't really do do much other than that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the only reason to play him is because you're, you're, you're using leverage to like, I'm fading the Braves. And if the Braves fail, maybe Chi Chi puts up 12 to 15 points. Like he doesn't need a ceiling, but just understand anytime you do that, people, people try to do these, these leverage things with the pitcher. It's quite possible. The Brave stack doesn't get there. And Chi Chi Gonzalez still has negative points. Like the Brave stack, not getting there is the Braves only putting up four runs. So it's like the stack doesn't get there, but Chi-Chi gave up four runs with no strikeouts and four innings, and he's sitting there with minus two. So it didn't gain you anything by playing, oh, yeah, the stack failed, but also the pitcher failed. So, like, you need a good – you still need a good game out of Chi-Chi Gonzalez, and I think I'd much rather play Mitch Keller uh, for 1,100 more than Chi-Chi, but uh, I wouldn't call you nuts on a five-game slate in a non-Braves lineup to, to throw in some Chi-Chi. Yeah, I might call you nuts, um, but I would understand. But you're doing it for that purpose. You're not doing it because you think you you think he's a good pitcher. You're doing it purely purely from a strategic perspective. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what you tell yourself as you end up in last place. All right, let's talk Atlanta bats. Um, I mean, it, it's no secret they're they're in the top stack on the slate today. Chichi is very hittable. They're expensive. I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong, Blender here, but I think looking at like the five, six, seven type stack or something along like towards the middle, bottom of the order, they're on the road. They'll likely still get four at bats if the stack is doing well, and everybody's going to be stock- stacking like the top of the order. And it might be a way to get different on a five game slate. Yeah, but I think you could do it in any way you want. I think yeah. Peterson's thirty nine hundred, Solaire's four thousand, Duvall's forty six hundred, Darno's forty three hundred. I mean, you take three of those guys, you take Freeman, Riley, Swanson, two of those guys, you can still play the two pitchers you want to play. I mean, like, it's easy to build a lineup. Uh, who bats eighth is maybe it's like 
like someone like Adrianza, he's only 2K. So if you want to just a really cheap bat and you throw that in, there's going to be other than Freeman, Riley, and Swanson, and we don't know if Albies is even going to play. He's not going to play. They say he's going to miss a couple games. Okay, so that makes the, that makes it even cheaper. So there you go. So you don't have to worry about it. So yeah, the Braves will be the chalk. They they're going to project as the highest owned team by far on this slate. I mean, probably. I mean, the the lines aren't in, but I'm going to assume that their implied team total is at least one and a half runs over the next team, if not more than it may be two to two and a half runs over the next team. Uh, yeah, their implied total may end up being like six and a half, six to six point eight or something. Uh, play play any any of the bets like if. You're playing a stack of another team, then play with the Braves. Like the Braves will be chalk. They are going to be the best projected for, but from a strategic perspective, like if you fade the, if you fade the Braves on this slate, you could pre- you could pretty much build whatever lineup you want and you'll have enough, you'll have enough leverage to, to win a large field GPP. I think just by doing that. Rockies. I mean, as much as I like Tuki Toussaint in this spot, I kind of like the Rockies because it's still course and it's still a five-game slate. And if Tuki Toussaint's getting ownership, then I have no issues playing the Rockies here. Right. The, the issue is that the Rockies stack is about as expensive as the Braves stack. So what will end up happening is that they'll come in much lower on than they should, even given this matchup, just that they're obviously they're obviously a worse team. Right? Blackman, Story, Crone, I mean, they're not bad. McMahon, Rogers, Sam Hilliard, if he's in the lineup, he's only 2,400. Okay, that's doable. Do I want to pay 4,500 for Elias Diaz? No. But I mean, you're, it's a combination of, it's a good, it's a good run environment. They're going to still have a high, they're going to have an high implied total for this slate. Probably 4.8, 5.2, something like that. Uh, but it's just that you're, you're, you're overpaying for them. But hopefully you get the ownership discount uh, in, in doing so. So I, I have nothing against playing the Rockies. In, I have nothing in playing playing Toussaint or playing the Rockies. And I think they're both going to be under-owned. They're going to be owned, but not as owned as they should be. All right. Let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. <laughs> under, right? Not even at 8K. Under? Under 8K. Yeah, you can't take Carrasco or Tuki to well, now there's, not, there's really no, I mean, come on. Uh, Mitch Keller. I'm going to force you to take Chi-Chi. Yeah, I think I would take really? Mike Minor. I don't think Chi-Chi has thrown six strikeouts in the past six starts combined. I'll take Mike Minor. Um, <laughs> Over 8K to go under 15. Who's your bust? Well, I'm, I'll go with Tristan McKenzie. All right. Um, I'll go McClanahan just because now is just it's just fun at this point. Um, <laughs> over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got that, today? That eliminates 20% of the slate. <laughs> yep. To hit a home run over 4K, over 4K, over 4K. Let's take a look. Over 4K. Wow, this is tough. I'll, I'll double down. I'll 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 go Sal Perez. All right. Um, can be Nelson Cruz. Under four K to get two hits. Still not in course. Who do you got? Who's still not in course? Just get two hits. That's all. That's all they need. Two hits. 
Could be two singles, two home two, runs. Two doesn't singles, matter. Two home runs. Two, two of something. I'll say Whit Merrifield. I'm just going to go all in on the Royals. All right. Whit Merrifield's under 4K? Oh, no, he's not under 4K. He probably should be under 4K. Let's see. I'll pick someone else then. There's nothing to put. What am I? What am I picking for? I can just pick anyone. I'll just for the for the for the for the giggles. I'm gonna pick Nicky Lopez just for the giggles. All right. Um, I'll go Brian Reynolds. I don't think he's had a two hit game in like over two weeks, but why not? Um, under four K. Or we already did that one. Just get in. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. And it can't be in cores. Can't be in course. You eliminated twenty percent of the slate. That's right. I don't. I, what happens if I say none? <laughs> can I? Can I make? Can I make a, the field? Can I make a field bet? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. It'd be a really boring slate. If that. Well, those are the slates where stacks don't win. So I'd rather not that not happen. I'll go with the Royals. I'm just doubling down on this McKenzie nonsense. All right, I'll go Red Sox because I'm going to double down too. <laughs> I'll raise your, I'll raise your raise. I'll I'm all in. Top. I'm all in. <laughs> over the top it is. All right, Blender. Um, that's going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, the NFL schedule is out. If if you take a look on Roto Grinders, uh, the pregame show is that's that goes on regardless. And we'll be talking about NFL, NBA, MLB, strategy, MMA, soccer, whatever. It's a general strategy show. It's the DFS pregame show. So when baseball's on, maybe baseball, maybe NFL, maybe showdown, maybe whatever. So that's that's at 11 o'clock in the mornings, Monday through Friday. But I'll also be on for Monday nights and Thursday nights before lock for the, the showdown slates for NFL. Mondays with Will, uh, Justin STL cards on Thursday. And then the, the the advanced sports analytics show is back, and that'll be Fridays. That'll come out. I believe it, we're pre-recorded, and then it'll come out on on the feed and on YouTube. And that's with uh, Stuart Gibson and Brandon Adams. We're back for another year of that. And uh, so I, I hope to see uh, see everyone once again in the, uh, for the for the NFL shows. We got a lot of content, so uh, it we got premium content also. So you could always sign up for. For a combo premium or just an NFL premium package, rotogrinders.com slash premium. And uh, I, I believe that there's a link in, in the podcast description. If you click on it, you get $10 off your first month. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, yeah, premium. I'm doing um, showdown slates for expert survey this year too. So check that out. You can listen to Jordan and read all my crazy takes uh, because I do do crazy stuff on showdowns and it doesn't always work, but um I mean, it only has to work one or two times a year. Um, So, again, I mean, that's going to wrap it up for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. We got eyes. Eyes 819, Keith on the show tomorrow. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.